This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. the southernmost point of Dorne to the lands of always winter and what is west of Westeros and the shadows in the east. This is Casterly Talk. I'm Cat Napsock and welcome back to the show. Hey, here we are. Here we are. This is another update, a second update. Some of you may have heard the update I released uh, beginning of the year and most of you didn't and uh, that was part of the problem. Uh, to get to business and sum up, we are back. We are back. And why? by we, I mean, hey, me, Cat Napsock and some special guests along the way are back to discuss Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, Fire and Blood, House of the Dragon, all of the uh, Game of Thrones properties we can shove into our brains. We're going to discuss them here and do what we uh, love doing, which is talking themes, talking lessons, talking how how, uh, these stories uh, matter to us fans beyond just uh, what we watch on the screen. We don't leave it behind. That's the type of Game of Thrones sung by some fire fan uh, we're trying to reach and because I'm that, and I think you are as well. It wasn't just a HBO show we watched and left behind. We're still here. We're still here in the world. And I can't wait to get back to the Game of Thrones rewatch. We're in the middle of that, uh, season four. I had some great news and notes shows, and well, we'll talk a little news here. Uh, but just want to give you an update. What happened? What happened? Try to be as transparent. Pull back the curtain as much as I can. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, or excuse me, Casually Talk, that's the name of the show. Uh, it began as a show on Anchor called Daily Thrones. Anchor had actually hired me to make that show. And then uh, they kind of changed the way they uh, were approaching podcasting, which and I, I, I uh, lost that show. Um, but I was very thankful because I, I really love what Anchor turned into. I do my, a lot of my shows on Anchor. And as the commercials say, if you are going to start a podcast, I recommend Anchor. I really do. And I'm back. And that, that says something. Um, but uh, along the way, I was working with another company uh, with a group of friends uh, over the last year or so and agreed uh, with some uh, uh, good faith and in good spirits to move Castly Talk over to a network we are going to be launching over there with the fine folks of Blue Wire Podcast, great big podcasting company. They manage their podcast through the content management system of Megaphone. And uh, it was a big time move and I was uh, agreed to do it. I-, I-, I don't recommend giving up your podcast rights on any level or percentage if you have a good podcast that's going strong and, and Cashly Talks had some bad days but also had some very good days particularly during the season 8 run um, so it's a viable podcast and a viable brand for me to continue to run and manage on my own but uh, you know it was, a good, it was a good idea at the time and Blue Wire is a great big podcast company for a podcaster like me uh, the idea of working and getting to work with a company like Blue Wire, that's kind of a dreamlike scenario. I recommend that if you get the opportunity. Just vet it and make the decision that's best for you. But along the way, the company that I was uh, working for and um, kind of helped co-create and uh, found uh, went away. Uh, gone. Poof. And uh, that put me in a weird situation where I was still on uh, the Blue Wire podcast network with Casterly Talk. They would have let me uh, keep the podcast there. No problems there. And again, Blue Wire is a great big network. They have a studio at the Wynn in Las Vegas that you can book out. And had visions of booking that out uh, to do some shows there, maybe during uh, Game of Thrones conventions or when House of the Dragon debuts. A lot of, a lot of cool things. 
The reality is, is uh, uh, whereas uh, my show Force Center with Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Land is doing very well and is one of the bigger Star Wars podcasts out there, uh, Casually Talk uh, doesn't have those numbers right now. And I was being uh, left behind and overlooked in the you know wonderful catalog of shows they have at Blue Wire. And they're very sports heavy and pers- sports personality driven. And I love sports, sports guy, uh, big baseball fan, have no problem with that. But I just realized that despite uh, the good intentions of that company, I was going to be buried over there and not get a lot of support. And quite frankly, more importantly, not see any of the ad money uh, that was coming in for the show. It just uh, was not hitting their their minimums to get any kind of payout. And yeah, I do need payouts. Uh, I'm a professional podcaster. I pay bills this way. And when you're looking at, do I do just a show for fun while it makes someone else money? Eh, Let me try to move this show back to Anchor. Blue Wire accommodated that. Can't recommend them enough if you get a chance to work with them. Very nice folks. But I'm back here in Anchor. And that was uh, what was going to happen at the start of the year. And I was excited. I did an update episode and no one heard it. There was a problem, a big tech problem. Long story short, boring details. Toss them out the window like we're Jamie Lannister pushing Bran out the window. Oh, that's too soon. Um, it was just a redirect issue. And even though Megaphone and Anchor are kind of sister companies, they're kind of related. They're both owned by the same parent company. Those two um, uh, platforms don't really talk well to each other on the tech side. And um, uh, Cashly Talk was gone. It was, in a, it was in the ether. It was just floating out. They had no home, no, no port in the storm. So uh, no castle on the wall. Uh, so it took a while. took a while to figure out what the problem was. But long story short, thanks to Ian at Anchor IT, Cashly Talk is mine again. Cashly Talk, the feed is up and running. The YouTube channel does exist, and I could have gone on there and done some shows on there. I'm trying to grow that YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you haven't or if you want to. I try to monetize that channel. Um, but it, uh, this is always going to be a podcast first. So uh, here we are. We're back, and we're going we're gonna to pick things, things up. We're going to have news and notes shows. It's going to be mostly driven by me. I want to be clear about that. There's been a lot of fine folks that have come in here and contributed before and been guests. Uh, I always want to shout out Lon Harris uh, for giving me uh, the name Castle Talk. It was a, a, a name that he had created and I wanted to use for a show over over at Screen Junkies when we were there. And that was denied. So now it's now it's here. And Lon um, will, will appear on the show um, uh, again uh, when I can get him in. But uh, due to recording schedules and the way I put together the show, I'll be driving this ship. Uh, I'll be the captain of this ship. I'll be the Davos Seaworth of this ship. And other names and personalities will come on uh, when it fits. And uh, can't wait to get back into the rewatch. Can't wait to get ready for House of the Dragon. We'll talk about release dates, uh, possible release dates and times uh, in a bit. But also the other thing I want to announce here, um, having an open business meeting with all, all of you, I guess. Uh, starting uh, soon, and as we get towards September 2nd, uh, more, uh, I am also going to add coverage and discussions of Lord of the Rings on this channel. Now, I thought, do I rebrand? Does this become a podcast feed called of Rings and Thrones or something like that? Some kind of silly podcast wordplay. Uh, and I do love silly podcast word wordplay, clearly, with Casterly Talk. But after thinking about it and looking at two of my favorite uh, Game of Thrones news sources, the websites winteriscoming.net and Watchers on the Wall, check them out, go there if you haven't. They have uh, coverage that goes well beyond the walls of Westeros. Uh, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, all those kind of things. So you know what? I'm keeping it casually talk. Not rebranding in any sense of the word. We've already been Daily Thrones. I'm not going to change the logos again. I'm not going to uh, go through that again. We're cast- casually talk. We're going to talk Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire 
Fire and Blood, House of the Dragon, and we're going to talk Lord of the Rings, specifically The Rings of Power, the Amazon Prime show, coming out September 2nd. Uh, Does that mean we'll also take a look at the Peter Jackson movies? Yes, yes, I think we will. It's an interesting thing to note. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, and I'm a stubborn Game of Thrones fan, just like I'm a stubborn Star Wars fan. I, I almost feel snotty saying it, but a lot of people will come up to me, Ken, oh my gosh, you love Game of Thrones? You should love X. You love Star Wars? You should love Y. And I always say, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm a Game of Thrones fan. Does not mean I really love the genres that they're in. I just love these properties for what they mean to my life, uh, my life and the lessons that I take for, uh, from these properties and put into my life. And the joy they bring me. Uh, they bring me over the years and have brought me over the years. That said, I, having only heard about the Game of Thrones books and heard vaguely about this show coming out, I sat down to watch it because the sales pitch, that not even HBO said, but the sales pitch, it just kind of floating around. Like, what's Game of Thrones? Ah, it's, it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings movies, but on TV. That pulled me in. I became a big fan of... Lord of the Rings through Peter Jackson's books. I'll say this right now, controversial thing. I've never read the Tolkien books. I I have them. I have a very great personalized copy that was gifted to me. I intend to, when I'm not reading Star Wars books for Force Center, I'll finally pick up some other books. There's also a great book in the 1912 election I'm trying to read. There's a lot of books I'm trying to get to. Um, There was no, I just didn't grow up with them. They literally were not put into my hands. They weren't like taken from my hands, but I grew up more, hey, Ken, you need to read Chronicles of Narnia. That's what my parents said. Uh, we need to read C.S. Lewis books. And so I did. And I love those books, by the way. Uh, and the movies, you know, the movies, yeah, they're not bad to me, actually, to be honest. So I didn't get into Lord of the Rings until Two Towers. Uh, I have a stubborn streak, clearly. Uh, when Fellowship of the Rings came out, I was defensive. I love Star Wars. I know the prequels are taking a lot of the heat. I gave the prequels a lot of heat back in 99, 2000, 2001. I don't now. I love those movies and will die on that hill. Uh, proving your relationship with content can change when you just you yourself change or you look at it in a different light and study it in a different way. I'm a student of Star Wars, just like I'm a student of A Song of Ice and Fire in Game of Thrones. So when Fellowship of the Rings came out, the trailers looked good. They looked so good, I was afraid to watch it because I was afraid I'd love it more than Star Wars, which is silly. You can love all of it. You can love all of it equally. Um. Uh, Finally, uh, I was gifted some tickets for Two Towers with some friends. Uh, I was in the Groundlings uh, advanced class, and the class had ended, and uh, we all went through a fun experience, but also a traumatic experience. As most of us were voted out of the Groundlings sketch and, co- sketch and improv training school. Um, so all of us to celebrate and to mourn together, we went and saw Two Towers at Arclight in Hollywood. And that uh, I remember coming out of that, actually, not even coming, let me, let me be honest, about two minutes into Two Towers, I thought to myself, to quote uh, Joe, uh, Joe Bluth, I made a huge mistake. I couldn't believe that I'd missed Fellowship of the Rings in the theaters. I just love those movies. I love what they mean. I love the action, and it's the same type of feeling. They are my feel-good movies. And I don't know Lord of the Rings like I know Game of Thrones or Star Wars, especially Star Wars. I, 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 I couldn't spell a lot of the names. Sometimes I can't even say a lot of the names of side characters and worlds and towers and castles. I've just always watched Lord of the Rings with my heart first. And I watched that with Star Wars and Game of Thrones. But for some reason, those things... Star Wars, I get it, but it's been with my in my life for, for so long now. Um, Game of Thrones, but right away when Game of Thrones entered my life, it was like, give me a map. I need to know all these, all this, all the lands, all the places. Give me, a, give me a, a genealogy. I know I need to know everyone in the houses. I just approached it different. 
But Lord of the Rings in 2001, 2002, specifically with Two Towers, and then again with Return of the King, I just, I wasn't worried about the trivia. I just was there for what the movie was giving me. Hobbit movies comes along, and, hey, you know, I have a different, different relationship with those movies, but much like the Star Wars prequels, my relationship with the Hobbit films has changed a little bit, knowing a little bit more of the story, the true story of uh, the trials and tribulations to get those made, the changes, the Guillermo del Toro versions that might have been, Peter Jackson coming in but not having as much time, and uh, some of the tech overriding maybe some of the story. There's a lot of uh, uh, criticisms to, to to toss at those movies, but I recently revisited them with, with Grace, who's, who's uh, my fiance and a great big Lord of the Rings fan, Tolkien and Jackson and otherwise. And I kind of, you know, I, I, I don't need to... I don't need to love them, the Hobbit films, the same as the, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, I don't, but I didn't didn't uh, dislike them as much as I did in theaters, you know? And that's what happens. It's just the world, it's the characters, and uh, there's a lot to enjoy in those films. So maybe as we lead up to Rings of Power, I'll take a look at the films. Maybe we'll do a deep dive. Uh, maybe pull things out to discuss. Or maybe not. We might just review the show here as we get close to September 2nd. I'm excited. That trailer got me excited. The one that was released on the Super Bowl. The character posters or the 23 posters uh, released. Great stuff. I'm excited for the cast. I'm tremendously excited for the diversity of the cast. Um, I grew up in an era where there was just a, a, a lot of myths perpetuated. But one of the myths was fantasy stuff was uh, white nerd guys. And um, while certainly we're there, we're part of it. Uh, that's just a lie, and uh, and one that uh, once it was per per perpetuated, it, it just became reality then, where maybe some people felt uh, they couldn't connect to it, and then we, they weren't seeing themselves in the property, so I guess that's right. Um, Jackson's movies um, lack some of the diversity, clearly. Lack a lot of it, clearly. Game of Thrones lacks a lot of it, clearly. House of the Dragon looks to correct that, uh, and uh, Rings of Power uh, is absolutely moving towards that. And I love that because I, I want more people to be in love with these stories. I want more people to just see it. And sometimes it might just be simply seeing it on the surface. Cause I've known a lot of different people with a lot of, from a lot of different diverse backgrounds who love the Lord of the Rings films. Um, it's, it's not a big giant black gate up there that, into Mordor that we need to get into, uh, you know, and we need to have Gollum sneak us into it, You can get into it. Uh, the, the Lord of the Rings never said only a certain section of people can get into it, but it's just, it's hard not to think that it's hard not to, it's harder to connect with it. Um, and, and I think that's going to be less of a problem with the rings of power. I'm excited for that. Uh, and I know, uh, it's a, it's a weird, it's a hot button issue, right? When the, when the character posters came out and the trailer came out, uh, of course, you're going to have some bad faith actors out there on social media, on YouTube channels, bringing up these, um, these, these claims of uh, silly, harmful wokeness in, in a cast like this. Um, I almost just don't, don't acknowledge it. And I don't even think you should acknowledge it. Ignore it. Ignore your enemies. Turn towards the light. Fight for what we love. Not try to destroy what we hate. I'm excited about the cast. I'm excited the way it looks. I'm excited for the new faces in it. And I think it looks pretty good. A lot of pressure on the series. Despite Jeff Bezos uh, apparently loving Lord of the Rings so much that he said, go get these rights uh, as much as possible, and 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 it's a weird thing because it's going to be a live action series, more than eight episodes. They could go. They they went directly to the Tolkien estate, where uh, the film rights and the game rights and the book rights and a lot of things are up again. It is uh, it is interesting to go read a little bit of the the the, the convoluted rights situation of who owns what uh, Tolkien estate 
uh, like I said, could give uh, Amazon direct permission because of what the series was going to be. But the Sal Zenz company uh, had the rights prior to that. Uh, and uh, now that the rights for sale again, and that's also why, why New Line could come up. Uh, they got this Lord of the Rings, the War of the Rohirrim animated movie coming out. Uh, the story of Helm Hammerhand, uh, the great Rohan King that Helm's Deep is named after. I can't wait for that. But now we got that's kind of its own thing and the Rings of Power kind of its own world. They're the same world, same name, same places, but not necessarily canonically connected. So all that to say, there's a lot of pressure in the Rings of Power and the money spent and everyone's trying to make their new Game of Thrones. But by the way, Game of Thrones was trying to make a, you know, a new Lord of the Rings for TV. There's always these comparisons and those comparisons can hurt. Uh, I think Wheel of Time should do what Wheel of Time wants and needs to do. I think Witcher, uh, live action, any animated properties in that universe coming out or more video games, it needs to do what it needs to do. Uh, Vikings, uh, Last Kingdom, all these type of shows that are, oh, it's Game of Thrones. Just let them do what they want to do. And this Rings of the Power show is going to do what it wants to do. It's going to have be compared always. But how it looks is the big thing. And that's why I think it's unfair to compare. Uh, Wheel of Time had a certain look. I watched one of the episodes. I didn't really watch the show. Um, it was fine. Rosamund Pike is great. I, you know, it, it, it looked like it had a little bit less money than uh, Game of Thrones, uh, you know, which, you know, a lot of people had less money than Game of Thrones by the end of that show's run. And I sat watching that, comparing and contrasting, comparing, and that's just not fair to Wheel of Time. So Lord of the Rings, it's got to set its own standard. It, 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 it's competing with itself, so to speak. Maybe, you know, the movies are in all of our heads, and I think the look, I think it's going to connect. Uh, I like what I saw in the trailer. I'm not going to judge something that might look like a, an effect that I don't love as much as other things in a trailer. It's a short time. Uh, I can't wait to just dive into the show. And that's what we're going to do here, and I hope you're all excited for that. I hope you're all fans of uh, enough of Lord of the Rings and excited for Rings of uh, Power to, to enjoy that uh, with me. Starting September 2nd is, the course, of the show. And then uh, we'll also take a look in 2024. We'll be here for the War of the Rohirrim and any other property. Hey, maybe of you out there, do you have a lot of money? Maybe uh, maybe you've sold a bunch of NFTs and you have crypto and you have uh, 250 million uh, or maybe it's now billion. You want to buy the film rights, make your own films. Hey, go ahead and do that. I'll cheer you on as well. Uh, let's take a quick look before we get out of here at some Game of Thrones news. Uh, just looking again. I always go to winterscoming.net and watchers on the wall. Really can't speak highly enough of them. I always say Castle Talk is just a small part of a greater ecosystem uh, in discussion uh, of uh, discussing and, and, and the discussion world of Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire. Check out them. Check out their website. Love seeing the news that George uh, loves the rough cuts. He's seen some of the rough cuts of the show and got word, and he put it on his no blog, uh, that uh, the production is done. Now it's on to post-production. And what does that mean for the release date? He doesn't know. Uh, if he does know, he's not saying. And there's some great discussions uh, on uh, these both these websites about what, what might be the release time, not necessarily the date, the time of the House of the Dragon. If you have Lord of the Rings coming out September 2nd, and what are they? We know they have at least uh, eight, nine episodes, right? So what, I think the number is 10 or so. Could be wrong there, but uh, we'll find out. If that's there and that's going to take you into November, do you then want House of the Dragon to be November, December? Is that a good time to release a, a, a show? What movies will it be competing against? Do you have to worry about what movies? Uh, how much overlap is a concern? 
We see Disney Plus, they do stagger their big properties. There might be a time where there's a Marvel show on at the same time as a Star Wars show. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good business idea, bad business idea. We're all still kind of learning this now giant streaming world as the streaming wars continue. So HBO and HBO Max, uh, they have to be concerned about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power on September 2nd. But also they got Westworld 4 in the summer. I can't imagine post-production work on 10 episodes of a show needing a lot of special effects, scoring, all those kind of things still to come, a lot of dragons flying around. I can't imagine that the House of the Dragon will be ready before Westworld in the summertime. So a late fall, winter release, they say in 2022. So I don't think I'm going to take that on, uh, take that on their word. And say it's not January 2023, but hey, stand by to stand by. We'll find out. One reason that makes me seem that they, maybe they'll just go head to head with Lord of the Rings. What a time that will be. Uh, is the fact that there's going to be a new edition of Fire and Blood, the fake history book, if you will, that George R. R. Martin has put out. Volume 1, The History of the Targaryens, Fire and Blood. We're waiting for Volume 2, George, but we're also waiting for some other books, George. Uh, that will be out, uh, I think it's around July 12th of this year, smack dab in the middle of summer, and it will uh, have a show cover tie-in maybe. It's it's going to be a new edition of the first volume, so who knows, maybe cast photos, something in there. Uh, I am uh, going to be pulling Fire and Blood off the shelf and reading that uh, big section on the Dance of the Dragons to kind of help get ready for the show, and maybe we'll do something here on the show as well, so... Who knows? Who knows? We are in a year of a great amount of content. I'm uh, obviously a giant Star Wars fan. Just enjoyed the hell out of the Book of Boba Fett. Can't wait for Bad Batch Season 2. And holy moly, I get to see you, McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Wow. Sign me up for Disney+. Plus. I am. I enjoyed Hawkeye a lot. I'm not the world's biggest Marvel or MCU fan, but really enjoyed that show and love what they're doing. Big fan of Oscar Isaac. I'll probably watch Moon Knight just for him. And then you got the Rings of Power, the House of the Dragon, other great content out. Man, it's bad. We're all still stuck in our houses, mostly. Hopefully not for long. But we got a lot of content to watch and a lot of content to cover. So there you go. That's the update, the second update. Casterly Talk will begin. We'll get back into the rewatch. We'll get back into some news and notes. Uh, if you want to support the show uh, uh, directly, the best way to do that is to support my Patreon page at patreon.com slash catnapsock. I'll probably be putting some casterly talk content, calls for questions and stuff on there and in my Discord. But even if you don't want to do that, you can always just tweet me at catnapsock. Use the hashtag casterly talk if you have some questions that you maybe want to answer. I think next time out, we'll be doing a Q&A episode and we'll get into... That rewatch, picking up, I think it's season four, episode three. We'll do that. Oh, and the final note. Oh, the final note. Um, hopefully you're all still listening. In the transition from uh, Anchor to Blue Wire and back to Anchor, I have uh, lost 16 episodes. I got the number right here. So, Casterly Talk, Season 3, Episode 99, all the way up to Casterly Talk, Season 3, Episode 114, or maybe it's 115. We're in the fourth season, by the way. Um, We are going uh, to need to reload those episodes. So, I'm going to space it out over the next week. 
uh, leading up to a return episode. Uh, you probably have all listened to those episodes, listened to when they were released on Blue Wire. But those episodes, um, I need to put them back on the feed. I need to put them back on the feed in order so that I have them, and it's all complete here. So if you want to watch the rewatch and listen to the rewatch, it's still going on. Those episodes still exist on the YouTube channel, of course. Um, but that's what we got to do there. So I don't want to know any, annoy everyone. I'm not going to upload them all at the same time. I'm going to kind of eke them out over the next week or so. So uh, that is that. That is that. That's exciting stuff. I hope you're all excited and want to take this uh, journey with me into uh, the world of Lord of the Rings as we continue to celebrate and dive deep into the world of ice and fire. Again, you can follow me at Catnapsock. Go to catnapsock.com. Subscribe to the Cashly Talk YouTube channel if you haven't already so we can help grow that channel. And also, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast here. Leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places where you can rate the show. It absolutely helps. So, until next time, when we start dancing with them dragons and chasing them rings of power, I'll see you next time here on Casterly Talk. Casterly Talk.